Sam Darnold's back. I knew with Sam Darnold coming back, the Jets would play the best game that they had played all Let's season. Go. Make the belt, go uh, deep. Uh, Anderson's out there. This is going to go the distance. Second longest touchdown pass in Jets okay, history. Here's Darnold's throw to the goal line and, and it's a touchdown. Let's go. Has a man. It is Crowder. Sam, Sam Darnold. Darnold. The Jets would play right. the best game that they had played all season. <laughs> Some yeah, you're right, he did. Ha, ha, ha. Feel that, buddy. Sam Darnold, what a return. Young kid had to come in here and change the culture, change oh, the God. spirit. He did that, and he did that early in this game. And he did. Everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. We're feeling good this week, everybody. I am joined, as always, by the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than Michael Lagaris. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 how about that, Jet fans? <laughs> and of course, the number one NFL correspondent in the podcast world today, the right. big stinking Wookiee, another person who was very happy with the Jets this weekend because of his cowboy hatred, Nicholas Crump! <laughs> Jet fans, I appreciate the uh, the win. Thank you very much for taking down the Cowboys. I appreciate that. A lot to get to. A lot to unpack. Yeah. 308 days since we had a win. We haven't been able to come on here and be excited about a win in a long time. Cowboys fans on the way in. Very boisterous, Mike. Had a lot to say. I could see the arrogance dismissive of the Jet fans in our chance. I see it. I heard it. I felt it. And guess what? Guess what? (laughs) On the way out... Things were a little bit different. A little bit different because within that three hours, what transpired was a team playing with an actual NFL quarterback. That you were able to see the weapons we have actually do something. An offensive line that actually blocked people. An actual team that had something to play for on defense instead of being on the field the whole time because our offense was moving the ball up and down the field. An actual NFL team was on the field this weekend. A good NFL team. And that's the Jets with Sam behind center. Mike... We'll get into the details. We'll get into the specifics. You have to let the world know first how you are feeling. Second, put every single one of your co-workers in Texas on blast right now who is talking smack about the Jets and let them know. God, this one guy who actually lives up in New York on his Facebook, he said, man, I'm shocked. And I side messaged him and I said, what are you shocked about? What are you shocked about? Oh, a team like yours. A team like who? Your team is no different. What the hell are you done? He's like, uh, well, you guys only went. And I'm like, well, we have a healthy quarterback now, don't we? 
we got a healthy quarterback now, don't we? What? Uh, uh, let me tell you something. I think this victory, most of the that the if you're going to put it on somebody's shoulders, it's obviously Sam Darnold. Keith, did you know that uh, QBs to have a game with on 110 plus passer rating? 10 plus yards per attempt, 70% completion percentage on 30 passes or more at age 23 or younger. There's only been four quarterbacks in the history of the league to do that in one, in a game. Marino in 1984, Ryan, Matt Ryan in 2008, Mahomes did it twice last year, and Sam Darnold. On Sunday. Not a bad list to be part of at all. Jet fans, obviously we're going to get into this game and break it down to a fine powder. Well, guys, I want to point out, and a couple things I was throwing at Dallas fans myself, Michael, who apparently don't really know that much about football history of our team or their own team. But let's let's just check some people real quick. How many playoff games have the Cowboys won the past 20 years? Not that many, right? So when you're going to talk smack, which is fine about your franchise, I get it. You want to look at yourselves like you're the Yankees in football, I totally understand. But the past 20 years, the Jets have won a lot more playoff games than you guys have. Absolutely. Say whatever you want. That's a fact. Take your phone out. Go ahead, knock yourself out. Multiple times phones came out. And I'm like, damn, you don't you don't even know what you're talking about. The game itself, Sam obviously 338 yards, two touchdowns. Offense looks completely different. Robbie Anderson's revitalized. Jameson Crowder's uh, you know, a factor again in the passing game. Jamal Adams. I mean, what more can you say about Jamal? The guy was all over the field, nine tackles, one and a half tackles for a loss, made an impactful play on the two-point conversion play at the end of the game there. And not not to be lost in the mix, Marcus May also yeah. played great. Mike, uh, we spoke about this. Probably saved a touchdown on one of the tackles he had with that swing pass out there to Ezekiel uh, Elliott. I think it was a pass. It might have been run, but he was the only guy out there. Elliott gets past him. That's a touchdown. He played great. Greg Williams, I thought, played a, called, called a great game. The offensive line... Played its best game of the season by far. Its best game of the season. I'll, oh man! Look, Alex Lewis did a pretty decent job against the Philadelphia Eagles. We know now Pletio Semele is going to be out for the season, but guess what? He was going to be benched anyway with his terrible play. Can Alex I can Lewis I give you a stat, stat, Mike? Can I give you a stat yeah, to make that fans feel good? Listen to this: Alex Lewis has given up one quarterback pressure. That means he's been in the game since he's come in for Osemele. Zero sacks. Zero sacks, one pressure. That's Pro wow. Bowl level play. I'm not saying that guy's a Pro Bowler. I'm saying that he has played absolutely beast mode since he's coming. That's not. Uh, yeah, his pass blocking has been really good, and his run back blocking has not been bad at all either. It helps. It's definitely helped on the O line. Um, but honestly, I I believe that you could see with Sam Darnold there the fact that the starting quarterback the one who has played with this offensive line throughout the entire preseason the communication that Sam brings really brought some alignment with that offensive line and this was the best job the offensive line has done throughout the entire year and let me tell you something else Kelvin Beecham went out with an injury we had Brandon Shell at left tackle and Tuma Adoga at right tackle that to me is crazy scary and that's potentially going to be the two tackles going forward into the New England Patriot game but even with that Sam was still able to be successful because he was able to maneuver around the pocket you saw his footwork you saw his ability to look downfield and find all the players quickly Sam do we realize how young this quarterback is this was his only his 15th start He's one month younger than Dwayne Haskins, seven months younger than Drew Locke, 11 months younger 
than Gardner Minshew. He's nearly two years younger than Mason Rudolph, over two years younger than Baker Mayfield, and three years younger than Mitchell Trubisky. Let me just put that in perspective. So what you saw yesterday, think that he's younger than Dwayne Haskins right now doing what he did. And really, he was the only major add to that offense that went from what you saw in those last year's games with Luke Falk to what you saw yesterday against that Dallas front. Yeah, that in his, in his evolution, incredible. you know, in his quarterback evolution, Sam's still like a toddler. Oh, yeah. He hasn't he hasn't even, like, spoken his first yep. words yet. You know, that, that's yeah. where he's at, basically. But the way the team looked to all of our friends who were just watching casually, to the announcers, to all of us in the stadium, you get a real quarterback in there and all of a sudden the Jets look like an actual team. You know, his ability to read the play at, at the age that he's at, some of the touch passes he had, that little one he dropped in the bucket to Crowder, a couple of the passes he had to Thomas there. Obviously, the pass to Robbie was spectacular. If you guys go back and look at the replay, snapped it, play action, stepped up in the pocket. It was a little bit of a rush to the left. He just slung. I mean, it took it took him. To, he he slung it right away. You know, it took him about a second or two. Boom, slung it like. And he just has instincts that you can't really teach. It's it's just guys have it or they don't have it. You know, and Sam stats in the game, guys, twenty three for thirty two. Like we said, three hundred thirty eight yards. 10.6 average per reception, which is pretty That's good. Now, we know that interception was, you know, interception was costly and could have cost us the game. He said it was pretty much, to me, really his only really bad pass of the game, Mike, because there was a couple drops out there. Two touchdowns for Sam. The one pick got sacked a couple times. 113 rating for Sam, which is tremendous. Lev Bell out there. My dad became such a fan of Le'Veon Bell. Right. Not this game. It was the games when we were losing when he kept having these positive quotes and was still positive yes. on the team. My dad said to me, Key. He might not didn't know too much about Le'Veon. All he knew was he held out from the Steelers, this and that. And he said, you know, this see, this guy seems like the opposite of Antonio Brown. Right. You know, like, oh, yes. like everyone's counting the Jets out and people are clowning us because of Falk. But he said, you know, and this guy is basically saying, watch, he made it stay with us. When we get our quarterback back, let's see what happens and being positive. Bell, 14 carries, 50 yards. He had one catch for three yards. Had a big-time touchdown. I mean, that was pretty much all him when he got that touchdown. I'm happy he only got 15 touches. He got a game where he relaxed a little bit. But we slung it a lot. You know, they passed the ball yeah, all and, night. It, and, and to that point, Keith, I want to give Gase two kudos Two, two things I want to say about Gase. Now, again, all the criticism we've given him with the play calling and all the issues that we... I think they were warranted. I think he could have... There was a lot of things that he could have done differently. But there's two things that I really want to give him credit for. Number one, through this entire storm that the Jets have gone through, where the, the media, the fans, the, 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 the networks, everybody was attacking him, the team did not crack it stayed unified you have to give you tip your hat to coaching for that at least okay number one number two when the game got close in the fourth quarter and i watched this he could have handed the ball ball off and just let Le'Veon run and try to milk that clock down and try to be uh manage the lead that he had but he didn't he put the ball in sam's hands and in the fourth quarter when they needed the, him the most, he had confidence in Sam Darnold, and he was aggressive at calling plays. I really like that a lot. Like, because a lot of co- coaches don't do that. They just go ahead and hand the ball off, blah, 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 and then punt and try to worry on their defense. He attacked, and guess what? Ficken, Ficken be kicking. Wow. <laughs> Sam, oh, oh, oh. three extra points, a huge. 
field goal at the end of the game. Sam completed the pass to the seven different guys. Robbie led the team with five catches for 125. Crowder, six for 98. Demarius Thomas, four for 62. A couple yeah. big catches in the game. Ryan up? Griffin showed up. Yes, his yes. effort on that, uh, the drive when they got a touchdown before the end of the half there, um, he had his two big catches. The, the, right before he had his touchdown, he had a big catch too. The touchdown play when he got it, second effort, got the ball over the goal line was huge. Three catches for Ty Montgomery, hey. who you all of a sudden saw being used out there on the passing game, which is great. And a catch for Vincent Smith, one catch for Lev. You know, it just, it was completely different team to watch. And the defense played very similar to how they played most of the year, Mike, which is tough. And, you know, they played the bend, don't break defense, but they didn't break when it came down to the end. When it came down to the very end, I know they gave a touchdown up. The Cowboys hadn't scored all day. All they had was field goals all day. Another game where Leonard Williams, you know, just had... I just I know there's rumors about trading him, and you hear a lot of good things from other coaches about him. He just he did absolutely nothing this game at all. Uh, you know, they have, they have different guys playing out there, Mike. Like, they've been playing Kyle Phillips a lot at the end. And he's actually, he's actually hit seven tackles. Like, there's guys like him, Jets fans might not even know about, who are playing big-time minutes every game because Greg Williams really liked them, and they're making an impact. And a guy like Leonard Williams just continues to just you look at the stat sheet, and people love to tell you, oh, it's not all about the stat sheet. Well, but at some point, it's gotta at be some point you got to get do something. <laughs> at some point, you have to have some impact. And You can't be a ghost all the time. Yeah, you know, Quinn and Williams went out there, though, had six tackles, <laughs> cute, you know, which is big time. Neville Hewitt, you know, Neville Hewitt played great. Uh, you know, Tremaine Johnson had seven tackles. Now that he played great, Tremaine, man, this was a game for him to step up, and he did. Yeah, and you see Jamal Adams, of course, nine tackles on the day. Brandon Poole, nine tackles. I mean, you know what? We love Sam, and Sam is the you know, the face of the franchise, but I'm going to tell you that, really, Jamal Adams is the leader of this team. And also, he's Mike, he's our best player on the team. He is. That's the best he player is. that we have. He, he's our he best stood player. Up in, the, in, the, in, the, in the moments that counted the most, he stood up and made the play, man. And we're gonna get into yeah, that. I'm so excited. Can I give I'm one so other excited. guy a shout out here who hadn't played because he was hurt and now he was back? Was was our boy Jenkins here? Now he got a sack in the game, Jordan Jenkins, which is kind of what he does. He had three QB pressures, and he was another guy, Mike, who had a good game. He's one of those Jets, like at the end of the year last year, I think he had seven sacks. Played pretty good. He was back, nice and healthy. And we're gonna get back maybe next week. CJ Mosley two versus the Pats, which would be. Absolutely awesome. Huge yeah. for our team to get him back. The level of play he showed just in that first game. We haven't seen him since then, man, which is tough. He's apparently has the worst groin injury in the history of professional sports. Those are the stats, guys. And now what we're going to do, which we have not been able to do in quite a while, is give you guys a little game breakdown. Yep. New York Jets, yep. Dallas Cowboys, Jets victory. Let's get it. Woo! It's the situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. The Dallas Cowboys, the New York Jets. Week six, Sunday, October showdown. Are we ready to get it, Jet fans? It's New York football, baby. Let's go. The Jets received the ball first, taking the snap. Sam Darnold began to set the tone early. His first pass was a spectacular 17-yard strike to Demarius Thomas. Unfortunately, the despite the early gain and an offensive line gap resulted in a Robert Quinn sack for negative five yards. The Jets would be forced to punt, giving the Cowboys an early chance. They would go three and out on a Cashman pass breakup. 
the Jets' would, offense would come back on the field, this time they would begin to show what they can do with Sam under center. Sam hits Smith for five. Darnold with a rainbow drop pass to Crowder, executing brilliance behind his touch. Again with a strike to Montgomery, moving the ball deeper into Dallas territory. Darnold with a short scamper to put the Jets on first and goal at the Dallas 10. Le'Veon gets the ball. Bell into the middle. Of Touchdown! <laughs> Got so overhyped right there. Wookiee jumped up out of his seat on that Le'Veon Bell touchdown. Did you see how aggressive that was? Wow, wow, wow. Le'Veon. And what else was great about that play and what was great about that drive, Mike, is that we have one touchdown on offense the whole year before that. And all of a sudden, it just looked like none of that mattered. All of that's the old days. That was just Luke Falk time. Yeah. This is an offense. We move the ball. Get the ball to Lev. He punches it in with an amazing effort. 7 nothing Jets. And I will tell you what, the crowd was feeling good at this point. Because these Cowboy fans had to pipe down just a bit. Yeah. They we put that ball in the end zone. That's right. That's right. Dallas got the ball back. They went eight plays, 43 yards to score a field goal to put the game at 7-3 early in the first half. It was highlighted by two runs from Elliott. Daryl Roberts on the stop to force the field goal. Great job by him. Jets would get the ball back. Guess what? They would punt. Why? Holding on Kelvin Beachin with negative five yards on a Blau Pow run. This was a narrative that was set all day. Very annoying. Greg Williams had the defense dialed up with Dallas received the ball. Kyle Phillips, Quinton Williams, huge stops on Elliott, forcing the Cowboys to punt after five yards, just at five plays in 16 yards. You can see Jets offensively and defensively, when given a chance, were rising to the occasion. Again, what would happen? Jets would punt, holding on Ryan Khalil. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. These penalties. Uh, Keith, I don't know what was going on here, but the, every single time they try to get going, they would get stopped because of these penalties. Yeah, and it, you know, it seemed to be a trend when we had Todd Bowles as our coach last year. It's something that bad teams do often, which, you know, hopefully we're not going to be for the rest of the season. I thought it was going to be something that came back to bite us this game, and we know we'll get to it how that last drive went when the Cowboys went down the field with all those penalties. Something we have to address, something we got to look at. Didn't kill us this game, didn't cost us the game, but could have, and I hope Gase gets on top of that soon. And it really could have cost us the game. The Cowboys' possession next would go 10 plays for 54 yards to get the ball all the way on the six-yard line for the New York Jets. This was their best drive of the afternoon. On third and one, the Cowboys would give it to Zeke, and Q would make the stop, forcing a fourth down. Jason Garrett. I love you. Went for it on fourth and down. Dak Prescott takes the ball and again. He keeps it in the Jets. Hugh Williams with the stop. the stop. The rook. Turnover on downs. Jets get the ball. Huge play by by Quinton Williams. Oh, that was absolutely huge. Oh, no, that's Gobbled big, up. That's big time. That's Gobbled big time. up with an right assist there. from uh, Jamal Adams out of, out of the defensive backfield there. Very happy they went for it. Gonna throw up when actually the play was going on. It was right in my face in my end zone where I sit with my seats. Uh, the play kind of was something we thought everyone in the stadium, we, what are they going to do? They're probably going to run it with Dak. That's right. how they got their touchdown at the end of the game. It's what they do the most often in short yardage scenarios that are like four or five yards, Cowboys, right. even though they have Zeke. Jets were ready for it. Huge playing the game. They ended up losing the game by a couple points there, Dallas. They kick a field goal there. Could have been a completely different game. I'm not going to say that was a bad move by Garrett, but... We know what came up next, so thank you very much. First and ten from the New York Jet eight-yard line. Take the belt, go deep, 
Anderson's out there. This is going to go the distance. <laughs> 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 no. Not, you're not going to catch him, and he's in the end zone. Thank you very much. At this moment, I'm going to give you a little Jet fans' little insight behind the curtain here. I was in some type of fan versus fan argument versus some jabroni cowboy fans. Good-natured, as it may be. Um, it turned kind of not good-natured right when we stopped him on the fourth down. I'm running my mouth. It was great. It was wonderful. Jet fans are getting hyped, and the, as they're talking to me, as they're telling me, it doesn't matter. The Jets aren't going to do anything with the ball anyway. Right. We're going to get it back. Your team stinks. Ba 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 ba. And guess what? The ball's in the air. Ninety-two yard touchdown. So thank you very much, sports gods, for giving me that. Out Instant like karma destruction yeah. Yeah. of those Cowboy fans in Section 301. I appreciate it. If the Cowboys had scored, it would have been 10 to 7, and instead, in two plays, it ended up 14 3. What an unbelievable swing. When the Cowboys would get the ball, they would go three and out. Tremaine Johnson with a huge pass breakup against Tavon Austin to, to have the Dallas Cowboys punt the ball. With two minutes left in the first half, the Jets with a commanding. 14-3 lead. The second-year quarterback would put forth one of the most impressive drives of his young career. Bell to the left for four. Donald works the middle to Griffin for 11, showing impeccable pocket presence and delivery, executing a magnificent play to the right to Thomas for 33 yards, getting the Jets play all the way down to the Dallas 17-yard line in almost no time. Donald again to Griffin for 12 yards with another first down. First and goal from the Dallas 5-yard line. Here's Darnold's throw to the goal line, and Griffin reaches... Ooh, welcome to New York, Mr. Griffin. Get that ball over the goal line. Thank you very much. And the silence at this point from the Cowboy fans Definitely. was deafening, and it yep. felt wonderful. The The pass to Demarius Thomas was tremendous. The pass to Griffin, tremendous. Uh, the touchdown pass to him, big-time effort from Griffin there. Good, good look by Sam, but Griffin with the effort there, really making a difference with his time he's in there. Especially, you know... Not so much with Falk, but this game with Sam. He only had 28 yards, but he made them all count. Big time lead for us here, Mike, going into the half. 21 to 3 going into the half. Of course, the Cowboys would go five yards for 31, five plays for 31 yards, kicking a 62 yard field goal, putting it at 20, 21 6 to the half. And that's, that uh, is uh, something. And if you're going to kick a 62 yard field goal at MetLife Stadium, hey, that's impressive. That's it's not like, it's not as those. windy as the old Giant Stadium is because of the way it's constructed, but. Right. And there wasn't yeah. a lot of wind, but it just, that's a bomb at MetLife. So, yeah. Congrats. No, that, that, that's definitely impressive. It, the next play or drive by the Dallas Cowboys, also impressive. 14 plays, 61 yards. They had a touchdown, but it was called back for pass interference on Jamal Adams. Honestly, looking at it, I was, wasn't was sure if that was right or not, but hey, I'll take it. Field goal, 21-9, Jets still. Sam would take the helm and take the Jets on a 10-play drive, eating up almost five minutes of clock in the second half. They would end up third and five on the Dallas 11. Sam would throw his first interception of the season. It wasn't the best read. I think there was a lack of communication between him and Crowder. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the passes. Uh, you know, obviously he wants that pass back. I think it was his only really bad pass of the game. You know, if you're going to look at it, all the other, there was some incompletions there. I know a couple passes he threw kind of when he was scrambling, kind of just threw it at a receiver's feet just to kind of get out of the situation right. and not take the loss on the sack. Yep. And they had a couple of drops. That's the only pass, like I said, that was a bad, obviously it was a bad pass. I don't know if it was the receiver swap. Sam said it was all him. Uh, that really put us in a tough spot there. And at that point, what you're thinking, Mike, is, is this going to be another 
one of these heartbreaking jet scenarios. You start thinking about it. You start going through your head like all of us. Say say someone out there listening right now has finally met the love of their life. But before they met that love, they had their heart crushed 15 different times. Right. What happens is that you can be, you can all of a sudden you become reactive to it. Oh my God, this is going to happen again. Right. Something's going to go wrong. Of course. This is going to happen again. We're just going to be ruined. Yep. This can't be good. Yep. Not how it worked out, yeah. but I thought of that and, moment, and, Mike. And, I thought maybe uh, that's the road we were going down. I was, too, until that next drive for the Cowboys going 10 plays, 52 yards. Jamal Adams and Neville Hewitt were relentless on defense, be, holding the Cowboys to a field goal. And then that 62-yarder that he hit, he missed a 41-yarder, and that kept the game far, still with out of reach for the Dallas Cowboys. Jets would end up punting again, five plays for 13 yards. Darnold actually ran for 24 yards and a first down, but it was called back. Ah. Offensive holding, once again, Brandon Shell, unbelievable. Cowboys would go 11 plays, 84 yards, and get a touchdown by Elliott. The first time, they would be within striking distance, 21-16. With six minutes to go, only up five, Adam Gase would show confidence in his quarterback, allowing him to make throws to try to keep the game within a score. Sam hit Crowder with a beauty over the middle for 30 yards. Bell to the left for three. Sam connects with Robbie again for 18 yards and a first down. Gase in the critical moments of the game showing confidence. Bell again for three yards. After an incomplete pass, Sam Ficken would step up and kick a critical field goal with three minutes to go in the game. And you know what, my Good job by Ficken there. That incomplete pass, Sam actually put on point and was just dropped. Uh, I, I forget the receiver right now off the top of my head who slipped, um, but he put the pass right there. That could have been a first down then, and we could have kept using more clock. Still maybe got a field goal, maybe even got a touchdown there. But like you made, like you alluded to at the beginning of this, uh, the review of this drive, Adam Gase, I mean, we have really, he's been much maligned for, I think, reasons that actually are valid. But the thing is that, Someone can be doing a bad job, and you could be criticizing them for the correct reasons. And then now that he has Sam in place, the way he called this game, we have to be honest, really did a good job, I think. Um, the offense with Sam looks completely different. Maybe it would have looked, maybe Gase is a great coach, and we just couldn't tell because of the personnel he had in there at quarterback. But when it came to this drive, slinging the ball to Robbie, different passes he threw, you know, Crowder, with a, like you said, Mike, with a tremendous one over the middle there. I mean, oh, yeah. he really showed he doesn't look at Sam as a young quarterback who needs to be coddled he has there the full playbook full yes. every single play complete confidence in sam in those moments wasn't handing the ball off to bell we have a really good running right. back nick nick you see what i'm saying you hear what he's saying he, he keith is saying that this coach is not treating a 22 year old kid like a 22 year old kid he's treating him like as if he were Aaron Rodgers, like as if he were uh, Watson, like as if he already had a history of excellence. That that is how you treat a kid that is destined for elite play. No, no, no. That's that's exactly exactly what I would say. Like, how are you gonna how are you gonna deny him at this point? Like, this is the guy. Yeah. Yo, let me tell you one thing about who the guy is. Cowboys will go 10 yards, 70, 10 plays, 75 yards, and a touchdown by Dak Prescott. They're down two. They go for the two-point conversion. And... There he goes. Pass thrown. There was contact with the quarterback, and it's incomplete. They got pressure on Prescott. It was Adams. Jamal Adams. Get Adams. Adams. And I think play by Missile. Adams. 
Giant, I think it was, Mark, was it Marcus May in the end zone? Yeah. Marcus May in the end zone with the play on Witten. Our two safeties coming up. Huge yep. for the Jets. Yep. At that moment, it sunk in. You thought, you looked, you felt in your plums. Where is the flag? Because what you didn't mention on that drive, Mike, was that there was three <laughs> pass interference calls on the same drive, which is mind-boggling. The, the Cowboys also had a couple penalties on that drive, I right. know, too. But what a what a dramatic way to end that game. I mean, they went in, one conversion in my mind. I'm like, they're probably going to try to run it with Dak. Let's see what happens here. Jamal Adams on a blitz right up the middle. Uh, got the pressure on him. Dak had to throw the ball away. It's just big-time win for the Jets. Oh, no, of course. The Cowboys are a formidable team. A you know, win. I don't know what they're going through right now, but... Everyone in the country, everyone you heard speak about the game, all of our friends, pretty much, us last week when we predicted the game, Mike, all of us thought, even with Sam, we were going to take a loss this week, and that's not what happened. The Jets proved us all wrong. Defense came up huge. Sam played absolutely amazing. Hasn't played in a month. First, one of the, t- the teams that, on talent-wise, has one of the better defenses in the league. They haven't been playing great the last couple weeks, but you look at the team, the guys they throw out there on defense on Dallas, that is legit oh, that's a big time defense. defense yeah. And this was a team yep. that, you know, you would think would have done a lot better against the Jets than they did, but it could be a mix of a couple things. Dallas is, you know, they're kind of down a little bit. Also, maybe the Jets are much better than people realize when they actually have Sam in there. Because right. yeah. when Sam Darnold's our quarterback... We lost the game by one point to the Bills. Could yeah, just as easily have won. They blew oh, the game. I get it. And they just beat the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. So there were one and one with Sam Darnold in our quarterback. Yep. And that's how I'm looking at this season. Could so be two and zero. You know, those other three games are what they are. We basically didn't even have a fighting chance in those games. Right. But with Sam out there, you, you saw it, you heard it. We went to do review, guys. Give you something else. Can I give you something else? Over the last six games, the passer ratings of the of the of his contemporaries. So the last six games, Sam Darnold has a 98.5 passer rating. Lamar Jackson, 96.6. Josh Allen, 80.7. Baker Mayfield, 66. And Josh Rosen, 57.3. 66. Ooh, first I'm so of all. Gl- I'm so glad Mayfield. I'm so, that's, that's, <laughs> that situation couldn't be working out better for a Giant fan right now. The draft came around, Mike. Let's, we'll just, can we just side, let's just sidebar for a sec. You heard so many really smart football heads. When I would turn on ESPN or NFL Network or wherever I would go and read online, and they'd all be talking about, they'd be talking about Sam Darnold. They'd be talking about his football IQ, about how he has these intangible things like a big bend, can kind of just see things ahead of time. And you saw a little bit of that in this game, right. and you definitely yeah. saw a lot of it at the end of last year. I mean, one of his best games end of last year was the game versus the Packers. We lost the game in overtime, but we had 38 points. He played tremendous the whole day. Like, you saw it again in this game. You know, you saw it versus the Bills. He probably had the best game versus the Bills anyone's had this year. Right. Um, and he's just, he's going to get better and better. But there's things he did in this game, and there's things quarterbacks like him do, the really, really good quarterbacks, that are just instinctual. You know, and they, 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 they're they reading a defense, and they're seeing where the safety is going, where the coverage is going, when it's man-to-man, and slinging the ball before, before guys rebound out of their breaks because they see it. You know, they're seeing the coverage, and they're looking around, and they're like, all right, here's the zone. My, yep. my, my receiver's going to sit down right here, and he's... And it's just, it just didn't look like the same team. And that's a, it's a kudos to Sam. I know we got a little no, bit healthy. It, 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 it did, it did. And you and and you heard Tony Romo what he said. He's like, do you see Sam's eyes? He's like, you see him looking at the safety, looking off the linebacker, and then turn his head and throw a pinpoint accurate ball to the outside shoulder. He said that that is not something you can teach. He's like, that's just his awareness. I'm listening to Tony. I said this. He's that's he loves Sam. He he thinks Sam is going to be exquisite at, at the quarterback position. Yeah, I don't know how good he's going to be. I really don't know how good he's Sam is going to be. But I'll tell you this, Keith. 
I'll say something that I'll be completely honest with you. If they had, if the Cowboys had scored on that two-point conversion, I have to be honest that I wasn't afraid. I wasn't. I knew that if we got the ball back, Sam would have took us down the field and we would have scored because they couldn't stop us. We only stopped ourselves on those holding penalties and on the interception. Yeah. Besides that, there wasn't a drive that didn't have a penalty or wow, a turnover right. that they stopped us in the game. Yes. So every single fact. time the Jets, we'll just put it in perspective for the ABG fans, every single time we didn't get a penalty on a drive or just sand through a pickleberry, we went down the field and scored. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. that's... That's, you know, that could be potentially what the offense is, um, you know, if they have everything on the same page, which is absolutely tremendous, guys. And obviously, all the Jet Pockets I listen to, all the Jet fans I know, uh, my dad, all our friends, everybody's stoked. But more stoked, more than anything, just to see how the offense looked with Sam back there. More than anything that happened, the defense I think Mike played the way they've been playing all year, kind of low-key, unless you're a Jet fan. Top 10. They're a top 10th ranked defense in the NFL right now with all those injuries. And, and think about right this. Now. So they're the, and if, say you put it in context, they're the 10th ranked defense, and they had to play three games where they pretty much were on the field for 80% oh, of the game. Oh, God, yeah. You know, so I mean, that's I mean, great. That, I know, didn't maybe, even think I said, about Maybe that. 70% of the game, but you know what I mean. Still, they played three yes. games where they still kept their defensive stats pretty good, when they had no break. Being out there forever. The yeah. whole game. Yeah. You know, the Browns game. Oh, my God. I yeah. mean, and I, I felt so. I'm like, I'm like, how are these, these guys, what can you do? And they still managed to play pretty well. Hey, you know what else I'm stoked about? On Monday night football, we play against the Cheaters. And then after that, we play Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars. Uncle Rico's coming and then, and then, And then we play the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Steelers. I am. I'm, I'm going to end. That. Look, look, look. I'm not going to try to get to the point where I say to. I say yes. We're going to. We can make the playoffs. I'm not going to go there. I am going to say this. The season is right in front of you. It's in your face on Monday Night Football in front of the world. You went out there. You dug deep like me and Keith asked you to do last week, and you put up a hell of a performance. Well, now, if you really want to be playing meaningful games in December and you want to show the world who you are, Monday night football against the Cheaters, against the best defense in the NFL, against the person that people call the greatest of all time. I always debate that because how could you be the greatest when you cheated the game? But that's another conversation. I am not going to say we win this game, Keith. I, I, my heart says it, but I'm just not going to say it because I just want to watch it free and enjoy the game and I'm not going to put myself in a box. I am not, not put myself in a box like that. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But I'm going to tell you, no, what bothers me about it is this. I don't like the fact that Kelvin Beecher may be out and we may have Brandon Shell at our left tackle and Chuma Doga as our right tackle. I know the offensive line played a lot better, like we talked about, and it has to do with the communication that Sam brings to the to the uh, to the line. But I, you know, that bothers me. And then, but then again, when I look at the Patriots, they're banged up right now. Josh Gordon is hurt. Uh, Philip Dorsett is I hurt. I mean, the way this team has been really winning games is the defense for the Pats, and they really yeah. have been taking yeah. advantage of. Some really bad teams. I mean, I understand that they played us, but when they played us, who do we have slinging the ball around there, guys? We had Luke Falk. 
Yeah. Now, I know that the first game of the season, Big Ben was out there. I mean, but you're going to go the Patriots. So, the first game, they played the Steelers. Second game, they played the Dolphins and won 43 enough. All right, the defense went berserk. Oh, the Dolphins, Dolphins. Even a team. I mean, the Dolphins, that is That's the like, all-time. They're like the rec league champs. I know, that That's is just... just... <laughs> That's like, the Dolphins are like, their team is like one of those episodes of Cops when they go to someone's house, and like, the mom's getting arrested... The dad comes out. You're like, what's up with this guy? He gets arrested just because they patted him down. He also has drugs on him. The kids come out, start yelling. They get like the worst episode where you're like, oh, this is the biggest dumpster fire. They took I've the entire house. Like, they all got arrested. They could have just stayed inside. Like, just can't even help themselves bad. Um, so they beat the Dolphins, guys. They beat us with Luke Falk. They beat the Bills with Josh Allen's scrub-ass quarterback. They beat the Redskins. They don't even know who their quarterback is. And then not, you know, and then they beat the Giants with Daniel Jones, rookie quarterback, who had a really bad game. So I understand the, pa- the Patriots defense is good. They probably oh, yeah. have the best cornerback in the league. I get that. Yeah. But I mean, they have not gone up against the Chiefs, right. the Saints, all right. these, you know, right. uh, they haven't gone up against high power and really, really good offenses, <laughs> at least in my eyes. Right. And can I'm I, not saying I... that's what we are, but I'm saying at home versus the Pats. Their offensive line's a little bit banged up. I mean, when you look at the Pats on, on offense, Edelman's obviously having a good year like he always does. Uh, Tom Brady's having an okay year so far. You know, for Brady, 65%, 10 touchdowns, three three interceptions. Um, yeah. He's not going crazy. When they come to running the ball, they have not been great running the ball. Burkett's pretty much been their best running back. Sonny Michelle's 100 attempts, 348 yards, 3.5 average there, Mike. James White's probably their best receiver yeah. when, this year. I mean, I, well, I see he's the best receiver, one of the best receivers on their team. Him and Edelman pretty much. And, you know, Gordon's doing okay. Dorsett, that's a team you can't predict who they're going to throw to, but you know they're going to go with a lot of the short right. attacks, pick you to death, yep. get the ball down to the red zone, do something tricky. But who knows? I mean, the Jets with Sam out there. Is, well, is well look at this. Look, team, look, I like field. what you said. I, I like what you said. Look, Sam is probably, well, not probably, he is going to be the best quarterback that they faced all season when they play on Monday Night Football. This is what I'm going to tell you. Their strength is their corners. They have the best cornerback in the NFL. And Robbie Anderson is probably going to be taken out of this game, most likely. Demarius Thomas already has, or they already know him, so I'm not looking at him as well. I'm really watching Herndon's availability, because I feel that if Chris Herndon is healthy, he really is somebody that they can utilize opening up the middle of that field and picking oh, all those lines. And I think, I think in this game, you made such a good point. So Gilmore. if you're going to have Gilmore out there... He's like old school Revis right now. Yeah, like that. Yes. that he's, so he's a black hole right now, right? And he's obviously, the, there are the rest of their secondary is really good too. So if they're going to take out Robbie, if they think they have a plan for Thomas, we'll see if that's true or not. Because Thomas actually played pretty good last game. I think the Jets, if they use, if they can use Montgomery in the right way, or and Jameson Crowder yeah. in the right way, and get a little trickier with them, and then you can't cover everything. Right. And I just hope right. I mean, Gaze did a pretty good job against them when he was in Miami with Falk. What are you going to do? You couldn't accomplish anything with Sam. It's a whole different ball of wax. So I, I, you know, I do think maybe you know if you vary it up, they'll be able to put some points up. And um, the spread, I think, last time I looked was ten points. When they played them a couple weeks ago, it was twenty-one points. You know, no one's on the road. It's a big dip. That's a big swing right there. There's no yeah, reason they can't stay no. in this game. And uh, you know, last week going in, one of the reasons why me and Mike were hesitant to pick the Jets to win the game is because. You can't just have blind faith in something you haven't seen yet. You hadn't seen the Jets be able to do anything cohesive yet on right, the field course, yeah. since Sam was in there, and it was basically just the first half of that game. Yep. So I wasn't right. just going to be like, oh, you know, we're definitely going to beat the Cowboys. There's no reason logically to think that. 
Okay, that ended up being what happened. And when we, we talked last week, we said, "Hey, look, if some things goes our way and the defense plays the way they've been playing all year, and the Jets could put up, Mike, you can go back and listen everywhere. I said they could put up over twenty points in the middle twenties, low twenties. They can win football games. Yeah. Well, guess what? They scored twenty four points and they won the game twenty four twenty two. So yeah, that's all we said. Point. That's all we're looking for from the Jets because I think our defense is a defense that can keep teams twenty points and under very often. Yeah. And because they kind of do have a really good bend don't break defense. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the schedule, the rest of the year, you look at it. Not that many high-powered offenses on that schedule, besides maybe the Ravens towards the end of the year. Steelers are a little right. banged up at quarterback now. We know we got the Pats next week. That offense is obviously tremendous. Uh, you know, Minshew's been playing really good out there in Jacksonville, so we'll see what happens when we play yeah. Jacksonville. But if they're a team that can just keep scoring in the mid-20s, why can't they win keep seven more games, games this year? Well, look, if they're able... Look, if they pull off the impossible and win on Monday night, they will be 2-4 and four with that schedule coming up. And honestly, with what I just saw... I'll tell you this. I think they'll beat the Jaguars. They'll beat the Dolphins. They'll beat the Giants. They'll beat the Redskins. They may lose to the Raiders at home. They'll beat the Bengals. They'll beat the Dolphins. They'll lo- let's just say they'll lose to the Ravens. And they'll. I think they'll beat the Steelers. And let's just say they lose to the Bills. So one, two, three more losses. So what does that put them at? Seven, nine, and seven? Yeah, that's seven more wins, I think, yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that's that puts That'd be eight, nine, eight. And seven. Yeah, eight and eight, nine and seven. That, that's definitely doable. It's unfortunate the start really hurt us, and I don't really think that we're probably going to be going to make the playoffs because of the stupid Bills and their soft schedule, scrub team. But Mike, you know what? Up. If you had, if the if you look at it logically, and you no, know, obviously we're slightly biased, but if Sam Darnold's playing in the game versus the Browns, right, where the Browns didn't really do too much on offense, they just had the ball. The whole game because we could we couldn't do anything. Simeon snapped his leg. Falk came in, was throwing two yard passes all game, so he couldn't do anything. So if Sam's in there, that's a winnable game for us Absolutely. easily. The game versus the Eagles, the defense only gave up seventeen points in the game. Yeah. We had two different times their defense returned a touchdown. You know on, on defense. Um, which was the result of our offense being pathetic. Yep. So take away those 14 points. The Eagles only scored 17 points. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't think Sam's going to be throwing pick right. sixes all over the place. Be you, they they could have put up 20 mid-20s points on the Eagles, yep. 20 points, and won that game too. So they could have had a couple more wins, and that's kind of the difference. And it should – it stinks for us this year. I get it. But big picture, the end of last year, you being proven from Sam wasn't a fluke that last month of the season because when you played the Bills, look, go back and look at the stats, not that bad of stats. Right. For a guy that had a 104-degree temperature and had mono when he played the game. Yeah. Kind of impressive. Yep. Played the game yeah. versus the Cowboys. He actually had he actually had mono he actually had mono against the Saints in that uh that third preseason game. He had it all the way back then, which is crazy. They didn't know what it was. So he played like two weeks or had it for two weeks until they figured it out right after uh game one because he was feeling so bad. So it, you know, it says a lot about Sam's character to to hold up that way. He was in danger. If they had hit his spleen, he could have died. I'm happy the spleen is intact. That yeah. he's, he's alive. And normal he's sling- size spleen. Normal size spleen. Sling the ball last Sunday, getting the job done. Screw that. Patriots Ooh. coming up Monday night football. I will be Solid game. in Big the game. stadium now. I was. I, I will be at Addison Heights House in Dallas. I will be with all Jet fans. I'll definitely be live streaming from Instagram. Nice, and nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I like it. You know, I was. I just want to throw something out to everybody in the next thrill when I was. I was out of my mind last week. Uh, I was a little crazy at the game, and you know, the Cowboys fans were in there, and I wasn't yep. excited about it. No, and I didn't be. disrespect anyone. I'm not one that curses at people at games or anything like that. I use my words like an adult, but I was fired up. Yeah, let's say that in the least. And uh, I just want to say to all those Jet fans, man, with all the Jet fans that kept loud the whole game. 
and weren't quiet at the beginning, then piped up at the end when we were winning. Yep. The people that stayed screaming the whole time. One of the guys on my rows who was screaming at people in the back of me, doing the Ezekiel Elliott eating thing, <laughs> telling people, you're not eating nothing in our house today. All those right. people that were in the stadium from the beginning of the game to the end of the game that had faith the entire time that we'd win the game and didn't want these Cowboy fans coming in our house, yep. running their mouths and being loud to all those people... I say thank you, yes. Jet fans. I love you. Where the Jet fans always hold it down, and we did. We did and I want to say, I want to say thank you not only to the fans who stayed upbeat and stayed positive and stayed strong through this four-game stretch, but I also want to thank you, Keith, Nick, for continuing to work through this podcast, even though they were at the lowest points. Because let me tell you something: there's other Jet podcasts out there that haven't recorded a show since week one. Where they at now? Now they're coming out the woodworks. I'm seeing all these shows. <laughs> oh, Sam, Sam. Where were you the last couple of weeks? Fraudulent. Where were you? Where were you? You know what? AEBG was here. Through it. Thank Always. You. Always. Off season. <laughs> oh, at all times, we're here every single week, guys. And we told you no matter what when we started this podcast, win, loss, no yep. matter what, yep. we're riding with you guys every single week. Big time win this week. <laughs> Got us back on track. It feels good. Jet fans got a chance to hold their head high. No one can say nothing to us this week. Nope. No one can make one joke about the Jets. Everyone thought we'd get hey, whooped. Did, Not how it worked out, though, is it? I have a shot to take down the pass. How, how, and, and what, did you hear anything from Senor about the win? Oh, oh Senor. You know Senor has hates the Cowboys. Can't say Which, so apparently... Wookie knows. Somehow there's a story about that too. He's trying. He's trying to. He's trying to get into communication with us. Apparently, Los Huevos is a little crazy right now. A little hectic. Couple yeah. things going down. But uh, he did want to chime in. I'm sure we can get him for the next show. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I heard. Who's getting audio or something? Okay. For him. And he. I mean, Lou, I if, think if we beat the Patriots, if we beat the Patriots, we gotta have him on. Yeah. We gotta have him. I, you know what? I might have. To right, we might as well. We might as well just. Advance. Might as well just tell him. We don't want to embarrass anyone, and we might be held liable for this, Mike. But don't be mad at me that I'm putting this out there. Luke Falk got down there. Uh-oh. He had some issues. Yeah. And Senor didn't want to blow his spot up, but um, you know he got rejected from Los Huevos. Friday. We don't know why or what happened, but Senor. Yeah, Senor said he texted me something, but it would it was incoherent. Uh, and he yeah. just said, I don't want anything to do with this guy. He's yeah. too much. Like, Senor said, basically, there's no re- there's no rehabbing him. There's no way I can get him back on the right path. He's too much of a scrub. Basically, he's not welcome there. Which yeah. is not, he can't he's even, he's, he won't, he can't even qualify for the Hall of Scrubs? I don't no, so. and you know, you know what, it was, it's like the scene in Joker when they told him he can't get his meds anymore. It's and like, that's that's what Senor had to do. He was on the one side of the table, and Luke Fox, he Luke Fox, Jacqueline Phoenix, it's and like just sends him packing. Sam comes oh, back man. and he just get cut like a jabroni. Oh my so god, like a jabroni, son. Yeah, so Jet fans, like we said, thank everybody for staying with us, man. If you were listening to us when we were still taking L's, we really appreciate it. I know when we take W's, there's more people listening. So if you haven't listened in a while, thank you too. We appreciate you too. Come in anytime, join us. We're always here because it ain't easy being green. But guess what? One day. One day the show's name will be changed to just being green. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll just change it once if we easy, start taking W's easy being green? or just or it could just be easy being green. No, you know what? I won't I don't even want that. Doesn't even it doesn't even sound right. But something Stop positive green, could be green, we actually meant. Yeah. Yeah, but you yeah. know, just be you know what I think if you if they I think if you win I think that if and me and you could discuss this, but if they win a Super Bowl I think that would be the moment where it would we drop the ain't easy and just be being green. Yeah, that you know that makes sense. I like it. 
I like it. I like the creative. Awesome. Yeah. I like us talking about a creative direction live mm-hmm. as we're doing the show, which, yeah. is, my, which is my favorite <laughs> thing. That's what you guys get here in AEBG, which is very rare. It's behind, behind the, the scenes, right behind there. the curtain. You don't get that in the online yeah. Behind the curtain here, guys. Yeah, we really do appreciate it, though, everybody. And, Mike, if anyone does want to listen to us, tell their friends about us, tweet at us, get in contact with us in any way, shape, or form, where can they do that? Well, they can wa- follow us on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. Please follow us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Garris, and the number one NFL correspondent in the history of podcasts, the big stinking rookie, Nicholas Kronk. My name is Keith Farrell. Thank you for listening, everybody. Let's go, Jets. Take out those packs. Talk to you next week, everyone. Peace out. Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets will beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jeff fans. Jeff fans. 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 Very passionate. Very Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jeff fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't be the sucks.